The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Calafia mm, Farms. Fine. fine almond milk. They have a couple of rad things that just rolled off the product line. If you want something that's creamy with coffee and delicious, try out some of their nitro cold brew stuff. They have three different kinds. They have a New Orleans. They have a mocha and the latte. Yes, sir. Three different flavors. Those things are so good. They're so creamy. And uh, you can also look on their blog. Chris and I have been putting together some things for the old uh, the recipes that you can use these drinks with. The Calafia stuff is really good. Central American coffees, Colombian coffee go into those uh, products. And they, they froth. They froth. They, they foam. They they're, cream. They're cream. Cream so, foam. Cream foam. Get a nice cream foam. Yeah. It's thinking different. Anyway, check it out. Yeah. And uh, thanks a lot, Calafia. You guys are the bomb, and I really love your products. Respect. So much respect. Are we live? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca and Jared Truby sitting by the ocean, and we got a real live one here. We got a real live coffee producer. Sitting with us today is Benjamin Paz from the San Vicente Mill in Honduras. What's up, Benjamin? Hi, guys. It's a pleasure to be here enjoying this awesome view and this beautiful weather in Santa Cruz. Jared and I were going to go record a podcast, and I was in the roastery bagging up bean, and Jared points down the hallway, and Ben, I mean, just sticks his head out. Boink! Unannounced, <laughs> just coming through like a champ, and I was like, oh, no. So we we, dr- we drug him out here, the ocean. So thanks. Just wanted a coffee. <laughs> so let's get the ball rolling. Like A lot of people listening to this probably know who you are but for people who don't know we have a lot of people who just are like home enthusiasts or just like coffee who are you what do you do well um i work for a a family coffee exporting company in honduras has been in business for over 30 years and uh, uh what i do basically is connect uh specialty coffee farmers producing good coffee uh, with specialty coffee roasters, like serving and and making good coffee uh, around the globe. That is a big deal. Uh, it is. It's something really meaningful. Uh, you know, getting to connect with awesome people, awesome farmers that are doing such a great job with the coffee. And I'm, I mean, I'm I'm in a great spot. I mean, it's a great honor for me to be to be part of this of this awesome chain. Yeah, you've. I met you, gosh, when did I meet you? I met you a few years back uh, through Kevin Bolin, the owner of St. Frank, I believe, was the yes. first time. And and um, Kevin had gone to Honduras to meet you, and I was working at Verve at the time. And then and then Verve started seeking out some of some of the coffees that that you've brought into the states. And and for people who don't know, um, Ben Amin's brought in some of the coffees that we have. Cat and Cloud, uh, Pedro Moreno is one of the coffees. Uh, but also, he's brought in the coffee that Charles Wavinsky, who was a previous listener, used in his uh, national and world championship, right? Yes. Uh, Ocotillo. Ocotillo. Called. Oh, yeah. And so, Ben Amin's got like his hands in a lot of different amazing Honduran coffee, and and you were also featured a little bit in that video, a film about a film about coffee. Yeah, I'm I'm there for one second. Well, but they talk plenty. about your farm a lot, don't they? <laughs> yeah, it, it was a really nice experience to be part of the film. You know, uh, Brandon Loper, the, the director, uh, became a good friend with, with Mr. Kevin Bowling. And yeah, uh, they decided to go down to Honduras and I took them around. Uh, did this beautiful, amazing uh, film that I, 
I feel bad they didn't make a, s a second one, like the a prequel of it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see more because they had so much like material, uh, so many nice takes, and I mean they they did a pretty good job, and and it was a, a real pleasure for me to you know to yeah. share some information there, and 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 like. More than that, seeing the farmers right uh, in there, it was it was just beautiful. Well, so share share a little bit about your history. Like when you were when you were young, when you were a kid, did you did you know you were going to be in coffee, or how did, how did you get here? Well, uh, it's it's pretty simple, you know. I I was born in that. Uh, my mom and my dad met actually because of coffee, and uh, and yeah, I was born in it. Uh, I always saw you know uh, my whole family involved, so I just. You know, decided to to get into it right after uh, I graduated from college. I just uh, went back home and and started working uh, full time with with my dad and and you know started to support our business and which is our, our patrimony and uh, and that's exactly what I what I did. So were you always? exporting specialty or did it start out back in the day with mostly commodity stuff and then specialty came into the fold yes that's that's exactly what happened uh we didn't know anything about specialty actually when we started and uh, my dad used to be uh, a parchment buyer in in our community peña blanca located uh in the north uh, kind of west of of the country and uh, he was buying coffee from uh, the farmers and he was selling this coffee to big exporters in in the city. Uh, and then in 2000, he was getting a lot of, of volume. Uh, he was able to, to, you know, to make uh, uh, enough profit to invest in this uh, operation of exporting co coffee. So he became a coffee exporter. And then in 2004, the whole uh, coffee story in Santa Barbara changed after hearing about Cup of Excellence that came for the first time to Honduras. And we heard about coffees getting rewarded with higher prices, like really high prices, like 10 times the, the, the regular coffee market price. So it was really, really interesting to see. And we decided to, you know, to give this, this, this competition a try. And my cousin Arturo, who's like one of the main uh, uh, and most influential uh, coffee professionals in Honduras, in my opinion, who also produces a really nice coffee. It's called La Colmena. I bet you guys have, have tried that yep. one. <laughs> I've had Colmena. It's bomb. And, uh, you know, he picked a, a couple producers with potential to do a specialty and submitted the samples from these uh, coffees in the coffee competition, and one of these won the first place. And this coffee uh, was actually Ocotillo, the coffee that Bavinsky used in, in the WBC. So it was a surprise. It was a real surprise because no one expected to, you know, to have a coffee from Santa Barbara winning the competition. And everyone was like freaking out. Like, well, what's going on there? <laughs> we need to find out. So my cousin organized uh, an, a group of farmers there that were neighbors and relatives of these two uh, farmers that participated for the first time in, in, in COE. And it was a matter of time, you know, to, to get all these beautiful coffee from these farmers. And we started participating more. And then in 2000, 
2006, 2007, we, we got like 14 to 20% of the coffees participating in the auction were from our area, but it was until 2008, 2009, and 2010, well, and I will include 2011, <laughs> where we were like, you know, like uh, on the map. We right. won first place those four years. Dang. 2008, 2009, 2010, and 2011, occupying the 60% of the winning award coffees. 2010 was our best year. Uh, 17 out of 25 coffees were from the Santa Barbara mountain, were managed by, by, by our group. And those uh, included the first seven places. And that attracted the market. That like created a huge impact. And uh, people started to come and wanted to connect with us, wanted to connect to, to this farmer. And it was a matter of organizing, yeah. like connecting, meeting, introducing the coffees to these uh, guys. And, you know, the specialty coffee program uh, was born, and it's it's incredible. That's amazing. So for people who don't know, the COE, or Cup of Excellence, is an auction system where farmers select lots of their, what they think are their best coffees. They're cupped, graded, scored, and then people can bid on them and buy the whole lot. So those were the first good coffees that I remember having, like, way back in the day. Like, oh, this is COE coffee. is like, big Big old fucking deal. So who were some of the first companies or in uh, the U.S. Or, your, or even worldwide that came to you outside of that auction system to buy coffee direct and connect with their farmers? Well, I have, I have many names. Uh, and I, I feel pretty proud of, of, of saying that I, I know them very well and they are my friends now. Yeah. And it's re a real honor for me to, to, to mention them. Because they were the first buyers that had the balls to go to a, this uh, unknown place and decide to invest their money and their time in coffees that no one knew about. And I would say, I would mention uh, companies like Kaffa. Right. Uh, Robert Thorensen was the first one in, get, in getting there in 2005. Uh, we're talking about 11 years ago. Uh, then companies like, like Ritual Coffee Roasters. Uh, Atlas coffee importers, people like Ryan Brown, um, and uh, Mie Hansen with 49 Parallel, uh, Cafe Grumpy, uh, all of these guys uh, were there, you know, investing in, in, in getting to know the farmers. Um, companies like Wataru in Japan, uh, Team Wendelbo in 2009, you know, all these guys went there and, and, and they decided to, you know, like commit. Uh, with these coffees to the farmers, and and, and now nowadays the, these these coffees are you know like solid, great, and farmers are happy. So yeah, you you said they're commit, and for Chris and I, like one of our one of our ideas, and I want you to talk on this because this is just how we think. Our idea of true relationship coffee is going and committing to buying the same coffee you know for X amount of time and agreeing on that like thick and thin. We're buying your coffee, like we're in. Um, Talk about, though, like your opinions on like how direct trade or relationship coffee or however you want to talk about that, how that can positively affect you and like how that's maybe different or, or how that even works. You know, people don't people don't really know what direct trade means. And so to hear it from a producer's mouth, you know, yeah, is probably going to be a lot more impactful than the way that myself or Chris or any, you know, any person who's selling coffee is going to tell them, obviously, like we're buying direct trade. We're special. Right. But what actually makes direct trade special? 
Well, you know, I wish I wish all the consumers that come to your cafes, guys, uh, and buy this like almond latte or the espresso or whatever they are consuming, I wish they were aware of how big the impact is. I mean, it has changed my life like completely. I mean, I'm here sitting with you guys just because of that, right? right? Which is a big deal, and uh, it's just huge. You know, like uh, the impact at origin is huge, like cultural, uh, educational. Uh, also, the economic side is like uh, quite changing because of this, and and it's right. your fault. All of, all is your fault, guys. <laughs> you know, it's it's, My bad. it's it's we bought we bought one bag. We're up, I mean, we're up to like three, five. We're up to five. One bag, a thousand bags. It doesn't really matter. Right. What really matters, you know, it's like this commitment and this passion that you guys put that goes all the way to the farms, mm. all the way down there. Okay. Just as an example, you see now kids excited to be part of this, like coffee farmers being respected and feeling respected, feeling that someone from far, far, far away uh, is putting so much enthusiasm, uh, so much passion and in, in time in this product that no one really cared about for many, 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 many years. Uh. Many, many, many years. And, and this also has an impact in their pockets because now they are, have access to this great market when they are receiving a really good price, which is really, really good. And they are maintaining their families, investing in their farms, improving quality, you know, like uh, improving their lives just because of this purchase that someone does at the cafes. And then you transfer this all the way back down there. So I don't, I don't really have words to like to... You, you, you have to go and you have to see it by yourself uh, and, and, you know, like see how happy the farmers are with this program. And, and, and I wish everyone was aware of, of, of this. How, how does your relationship with the farmers work? So you're brokering deals for how many farms? Like lots of over, over 150. Huh. I mean, for a specialty, for, right, for, for, for commercial or like more than 2000, 2000 farms overall, 150 for specialty. And then, yeah, how does that work? Because I think a lot of people who are listening will just think, okay, like coffee gets picked and then it shows up somewhere <laughs> here. But it's no, way more it's complex than that. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it takes a lot of time, you know, to 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 produce good coffee and and it's based on like other relationship, you know, the connections that, that you have with someone uh, makes makes the product a special, like a relationship with the farmers that started even before a specialty. They used to be just regular coffee farmers that grew their products and delivered that product to us. And I would say it's just like a big family, you know? Like uh, some farmers, I see them more than I see my mom. I mean, it's like spending time with them every single day. They come to us. They tell you their problems. They they look uh, at you and you are like a, like a, like a, you know, like a great opportunity for them. So like if I produce good coffee and I bring it to these guys, these are going to solve my economic problems or these guys are going to connect me with, with someone who's going to value my product. So I get to deal with them every single day. I go to see uh, what they are doing at the farms. I spend time with them, uh, talking about many things, uh, football or, or football yeah, or soccer, la la soccer football. yeah, so soccer, football. <laughs> and uh, and you know like general general things like personal problems you have to deal with all different kinds of things so it makes makes this uh, a closer like there's a very special bonding between uh, 
the farmers because they are, they are normal people like like right like, like all of us and there's always a, a special connection well it sounds to me like you value true relationship and uh You've kind of taken on whether or not you you meant to. You like it sounds like you're kind of in a leadership role, right? You're you're helping people all day long, and that's first of all, that's sick, because Chris and I really believe in the idea of trying to help people and grow people. But it sounds like, in my mind, it seems like you're you're taking on in a good way, like a relationship with all these people on a on a level that maybe isn't traditionally known for somebody who's who's a producer producer importer you know purveyor it's it sounds like you're taking it to the next step and i mean do you feel like that would you you meet other producers are they all doing this uh i don't know i mean uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people very committed with but i'm but it, i don't really pay attention to that i think i just do it because because it's i mean coffee well, co coffee's people yeah and, and and i am like this i mean uh I just respond to nice people, and all of them are nice, and you guys are nice. So it's so easy to 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 work, and I feel really passionate because you know, coffee is is people. Like people, right. I mean, without people, you don't have coffee, right? So I really value the the coffee farmers, and not also the coffee farmers, but also everyone included in this change. Because thanks to all of us, it, this is possible. You know, we are able to bring this tasty coffee to a cup, and and for me personally, people is important. There's, I mean, there are a lot of meaningful things that 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 push me to 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 you know to be part of this because and one of those is because uh, they are important for me right. they are my family uh and 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 I have friends in this industry yeah and not only in my side but also in 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 your side guys i mean i consider people like a family and it's just i mean it's a big commitment and it makes everything just different and special. You got I got to put you on, on blast and tell this story because it actually left an impression on me. It was about you. Two, two years ago when the World Championship, right, was in, um, was in Seattle. I guess actually was it was Nationals and the World Championships in Seattle two years ago? Was it back to back? The Nationals were in Los Angeles the year the WBC was in Seattle. Okay, so we were up there, WBC Seattle. And Babinski was competing with Okatillo. I'm shaking. You remember? I'm nervous. You remember this? No, no, no. This is good. <laughs> this, is a, this is a really good story. It just shows it's, it's a story that, that made me feel how much you care about people and your product. Anyway, he had, he had done amazing. He had like, this I think was when he won US, USBC, whatever it was, with Okatillo, right? He won yeah. USBC with it? Yeah. And you were on the trade show floor and he won with your coffee. And I remember walking up to you and you were like glazed over because you were so full of emotion. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, congratulations. That's so sick. Your coffee got through. And you like, you literally teared up and you like gave me this huge, huge hug. And it was like a really meaningful moment for me because I was like, man, I love that you care so much. First of all, about Charles, but it means so much to you that the coffee was well. You like, you could just tell that it was about relationship. And it was a really cool moment for me because people who care about people and quality and it's like you got the whole package going on. You're not in this just for money. Cool. You're here. Yeah. You're like successful, but it's cause it actually means something to you that you maybe are here in my opinion. Well, it's, you know, as I told you, I, I was born in this and this is, it, I mean, and you forget it's a business. You forget you pay bills with, <laughs> with this. It's just, I mean, it's special. I, I, I grew up like moving parchment in a patio and, and you know, seeing all this work uh, represented 
in one competition like like the US or WBC was was really important for me. I mean, in everything was special. I mean, I, I I'm going to tell you uh, when I met Charles for the first time, uh, I just became a fan of of Charles Bavinsky because to see him like how much energy, how much commitment how humble he is, you know, everything that he puts in, into this. He was so, 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 I mean, like, like, so awesome to see him performing. And then, like, I see him using our coffee, the most important coffee that we have, which is the Ocotillo, the coffee that put us on the map on a specialty coffee because it was the first uh, coffee that, that, that won Cup of Excellence and that was the coffee that opened all the doors for, for Santa Barbara uh, lots. So it was so so meaningful to me, and I was so excited and nervous, and and uh, it it was it was just you know great a, a mix of emotions. Uh, it it was it was incredible. I I don't even know how to how to describe this. This is this is just you know like amazing, and 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 the thing is that the connection you know, and I keep repeating this a lot, but it it is what it is. I mean, uh, seeing someone who doesn't has anything like to do with the place where I was born or the farmers that I work with, you know, putting this uh, love and this passion into this in, into this competition and representing in, in a country, right, representing also Honduras, representing an area, you know, it was just great. While in Honduras, no one really gives a, an F <laughs> about, yeah, no one really, and seriously, no one didn't even know that Charles was using, you know, like like Honduran coffee, and it was so great, it's so awesome for me, and 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 I, I don't I don't even know how to how to describe this this feeling. It's it's just beautiful. How do you switching gears a little bit? How do you deal with increased demand for limited lots of coffee? So let's say you have something like Ocotillo, it's super popular. It, I mean, here in the barista world in the United States, even just for us, it's like a it's like a brand name, a known name. You say Ocotillo, and people know what it is. I'm sure a lot of people would love to get their hands on that coffee, but there's only so much of it. How does that how does that work? Is it is it whoever pays the most gets it or is it based off of who's been a customer for a long time in that relationship or uh, I think that's a really interesting aspect yeah. of business that you know a lot of people would like to hear about. That's a great question, Chris, and and it's a it's a complicated situation. Yeah, I know uh, I put you on the spot. Yeah, to be in that <laughs> spot, you know, but like it's a great problem to have. You know, like having a demand for the product, uh, and like high demand because I I feel blessed that we are having this opportunity, you know, to like connect and make uh, this relationship between farmers and roasters. But yeah, uh, I wish I could have like a hundred Natividad Benitas, but I don't, right? Uh, so it's just you know like how we connected, you know, people were in the right time. And, and they got these beautiful coffees. I have. A, I always remember this experience with, with uh, uh, Ryan Knapp. And we are, <laughs> we are driving through the, the the community of El Cedral, and in Santa Barbara, and then we're in the car, and then this farmer shows up, and he's like stopping the car. Oh, and I heard this story. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. This is good. And he's like. Hey, hey, Benjamin, I want to talk to you. And he's like, I have this coffee that I want you to taste. And we had the bag. Like, he had the bag right there. And, and, and Ryan is looking at the farmer and he's looking at me like, well, let's, let's give this coffee a try. And, and we brought the coffee to the middle. We sample roasted it. 
and was Ryan's favorite <laughs> in the copying. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, now the coffee is, is being roasted at Madcap. And it's, it's the first relationship that we built in, in, in between the, the San Vicente and Madcap, you know. And, and it, was, it was quite a special moment because the situation just happened. You know, it's and it's and, and and I can tell you like five, six, seven, ten more stories like this, like just you know, people connecting with people and, and through through awesome coffees, and and now I mean, I I I work and I try to to find coffees and it's really hard because the the area is very small and so the the quantities are very limited, so um, it's just a matter you know of like uh, identifying who's a nice person to work with and who's committed and and f like like Kevin Bowling from St. Frank told me once like let's be friends first and then and then <laughs> with the business and so it's I think that's where uh, things are going you know maintaining the relationship uh, if we find a coffee that it's a good coffee great I have someone uh, already waiting for that so it's just a matter of you know offering sending the sample and people is, is grateful you know to that and they and then and they respond positively and and it's just just cool. It's cool. How big is the region of Santa Barbara? Like, it's it's quite small. I don't really have a specific size of the area, but it's a a small a group of communities. There are uh, five. Uh, three are are like about a thousand, two thousand uh, people living in there. Okay. The other ones are quite small. Um. And all the farmers that live in the communities are related. There are sons, cousins, uh, brothers-in-laws. Um, they have a, a connection somehow, and um, and it's a group of around 160 farmers that all of them know each other. All of them were selling coffee to us before uh, specialty coffee, and it's just a nice group of people, you know, working together and, and improving year by year, trying to, you know, deliver you guys good coffee. Have you ever thought about setting up anything outside of Santa Barbara? <laughs> you know? Because uh, it seems like if you've you got a <laughs> you know, high demand for really high quality in a small market and you have the skills that you do, you know, connecting buyers with good product, you could, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> you know uh, what I'm saying? Well, there was there was there was one day when I thought about it, and there was one day when I took a decision to move here and do something, and I was about to be hired for a coffee company here that I'm not going to mention. That's the name. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that you guys are okay with that. That's totally fine. You uh, don't say anything. It didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen, but yes, there's there's always you know ideas, plans, and you always l want to to see your business grow. Uh, but I, I'm gonna tell you sincerely right now, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. We are. Uh, I don't want to get distracted and go work somewhere else and try to 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 do something different because I just don't want to uh, abandon the work that my dad has been like trying to 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 deal with for for so many years. So I'm 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 happy with where where I am right now. I'm I'm doing my own uh, small projects in in Honduras. Now I have a, a coffee shop, uh, a roasting operation. Uh, I have a farm that I'm uh, harvesting coffees. It's not tasting that great. I mean, no, it is. It is. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. I hit it's the, the eighty-sixes. <laughs> it's oh, just doing. Oh, you're doing just fine. <laughs> no, and, you know, I have these personal projects right now, but. 
I don't know. And then probably in the future, I, I will, I will definitely love to 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 do something a little bit different, more. And I mean, I mean, there's no better place for me than 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 here in the U.S. It's a uh, country that I have a very strong connection because because of the friends that I have here. Right. Which is like the most like important thing for me. And yeah, maybe 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 you'll see a, a you know. A, a roasting operation, or I don't know something, uh, something uh, a cafe, something super cool that you know, I would do. Benjamin's cold brew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Pauses, pauses. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see. I mean, yeah, of all the producers, I haven't met a ton of producers, but you have just—you're kind of a special dude, man. I just got to tell you, you've come, you've come and you've made friends and. You have established like what? What was the draw actually? You know, you made so many friends here in the states. How did how did that happen? Because I mean, there's so many producers out there. You see them, you meet them, but nobody really, you know, gets to that level with relationship and friendship. How that? What? What's the deal? Well, I mean, it's it's easy when 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 you have nice people around. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of you know being nice, and everyone's very nice with me. So I I I need to pay back, and 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 you know it's. Co it's all about the coffee it's everything uh around the coffee around the drink around the product mm -hmm. and it was just just you know it happened right uh good friends good people and i love them yeah i love all of them and it makes me feel really special so it's just you know do you do you find yourself doing any crazy experimental are you doing any planting of you know wild coffees that are <laughs> that are not native and you know um, all that stuff yeah, yeah, definitely. It's I'm I'm interested in doing that. I have I have people interested in tasting some of some course. different things. You know, the market is evolving. Uh, um, diversifying products is it's you know like uh, that thing is growing a lot because people want to taste different things and it's right. it's exciting. So yeah, in the meantime, I'm going to be you know uh, planting some different varieties, trying to do some different experiments, which I'm, I'm not really passionate about, about experimenting with the coffee. Yeah. I like, like traditional, uh, way of dealing with coffee in Honduras, you know, like washed, tasty, clean, awesome. Yeah. But you know, I have friends in the industry that are requesting special things. <laughs> so gotta, gotta please those, those, those requests. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, have you ever visited other growing, growing regions and, you know, yes. seen what was going on? I, I did. Uh, I had the opportunity to travel with my good friends, uh, Ryan Brown, uh, when he was working at Tonks and Steve Ford, when he was working at Ritual, they took me to see the farmers that they are working with in Guatemala and El Salvador. And it was a great experience for me to see, you know, like how these guys are working with the coffee there, how different it is. Even that we are really close to each other, you know, like like right there. Uh, it's so different and the way they process and the way they work. So it was really, really interesting to me to see that. And I'm actually w going to Bolivia in a couple of weeks uh, with with my friends Kevin and Percy from St. Frank. We're going to do a... Uh, a trip down there just to see how the farmers are doing and try to you know like to share some information and and I don't know try to try to you know to to help and collaborate with whatever thing possible. Is it more people requesting naturally processed coffees out of Honduras? Uh, Is that yeah we got or we like got, honeys? We got a lot of 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 people you know asking, showing a little bit of interest and. Uh, it's hard. It's not easy, you know, to to break that tradition of working with a specific process and do something totally different. Uh, but 
if if there's a chance, you know, to do it, uh, we will do it. But it's not like our our focus right now. So we will try to do it and experiment just to see how things go. But so far, we're going to stay with 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 what we have. What's your favorite coffee to drink that's not from Honduras? Like, do you have a favorite origin that you like or a favorite? Um, yeah, yeah. I like I love geisha from Panama, but I can't yeah. really afford them. Right. <laughs> 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 no, definitely my my. I would say my favorite uh, coffee outside of Honduras is uh, uh, Kenyan coffees. Okay. For sure, love that sweetness. Love that like wild, savory profile is really great I, I think those those coffees are the, uh, the the best coffees like in I mean Ethiopia Ethiopia it's like they 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 know best they, but but for my preference I like I like Kenya's better is your shop the coffee shop that you have are you bringing in are you allowed to bring in coffees from other growing regions uh, you know I'm, I'm actually trying to find out yeah because I, I want to buy a couple bags and roast those uh, down there in Honduras, I'm interested in in, in in doing that, so I'm going to find out uh, what I need in order to to import some 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 goods down there, because it would be amazing, you know, to, to be roasting Ethiopia, Kenya, and I don't know, uh, coffee from South America over there and share and share it with with my with my market in 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 Peña Blanca would be awesome. Yeah, our friend Raúl in Guatemala, he was. Uh bringing some other coffees into his <laughs> coffee shop, Paradigma. Nice. And he was, it was really exciting to see coffees that weren't from Guatemala in Guatemala. Yeah, I think it was maybe more awesome. under the radar kind of stuff, though. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. I, w I would definitely love to do that, for sure. Oh, man. I mean, it's starting to get cold out here, and we got, we got a nice 30 minutes, so we could button this one up. Do you have any questions for us or anything before you roll out of here? Well, no, just to say thanks, thanks for the opportunity. You know, it's a... It's a great honor for me, and I just want to say uh, thank you to to all that you guys are listening. Like, thanks for your for your commitment, for your passion about the product. Uh, I mean, for us, is is the most important things because you are you are maintaining our businesses, and and uh, as I told you, I wish you all that are listening could you know like understand and see how important you guys are. Uh, that even it doesn't look like that. I mean, but yeah, like that moment when people show up to cafes and they order a drink is something very important because we all, uh, at Origin, we are working in order, you know, to deliver a good product. Right. Because it's our patrimony. We have been working in this forever and we just want, you know, to, to give our best to you. And and thanks for valuing, for valuating that. And, and we really appreciate it. I'm, I would say in behalf of, of my country of the coffee produ producers in, in Santa Barbara and in Honduras. It's just, you know, I I just have to say thank you to, to all of you guys for, for all the efforts that you put into the coffee. Yeah. It's just, just incredible. Well, and we're super thankful to have your coffee. Where can we get more info about you and, and where are some places that people can buy and taste your coffee? Uh, well, uh, we don't have a website. <laughs> That's okay. You don't need Sorry, a website. It's my fault. Then, it, then throw out besides <laughs> Cat and Cloud some other companies where they could be tasting your coffee. Um, well, uh, that are I guess just just like off the stage. Just name off like ten off the top of your head. Yeah. Well, from you know here in the West Coast, starting in Seattle, you can try uh, our coffees at uh, Herkimer, uh, Kuma, 
uh, Commonwealth in um, Colorado, uh, Cuba, uh, Hart, uh, Roseline in Oregon, um, in California, Blue Bottle, Cyglass, Ritual, St. Frank, uh, Verve, Cat and Cloud, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Castle, yeah, uh, Santa Barbara, yeah. uh, James Coffee in San Diego, uh, then uh, Madcap in Michigan, uh, Spy House yeah. in Minneapolis. Uh, I'm afraid of forgetting some names. Oh, well, uh, you probably are, but they know they're out there and they know you love them. Yeah, like Phil and Sebastian in Canada, yeah. 49 Parallel, yeah, like great, Madcap. Great New Harvest, Bar, Tandem, Parlor, Grumpy. There you go. <laughs> Boom, bang, pow, pow, pow. And then you go to Europe and there's another bunch. Right. right so basically, Ben Humming Paz, the world actually thanks you for bringing that coffee because Honduran <laughs> coffees are some of my favorite and they've grown to be truly like some of the most anticipated coffees for me. So thank you so much. Thanks for being on. And with that, you are listening to the Cat Cloud Coffee Podcast. Thanks for listening. Write in your questions and all the above. We'll hit a Q&A next week. Info at catandcloud.com. We got that subscription service on. And since we just opened, for all y'all who got a little bit late on those deliveries, thank you for waiting. We had a rushed, crazy, psycho week opening our shop. So those deliveries got out the door a tiny bit late. Won't happen again. We love you so much. Have a good night. All right, y'all, we're going to take a little break and give a shout-out to Curtis Brewers. Curtis has been pretty amazing to us over the years, and they have some pretty cool stuff going on. This is their 75th anniversary this year. They are the first company to bring digital digital technology to brewing. Going digi, straight digi. I think one of the coolest things they do is they do 48-hour turnaround on all orders. So if you need a brewer in, like, two days, you can get that. Yeah, and mo most of the time it's actually faster, which is a trip. Uh, the other thing is that they're a family-owned company, and we're super down with that. They are four generations deep, and they have really built themselves a legitimate empire. We really believe in the family-owned and operated deal. They're from California, which is where we're from. So You know what's cool in California? We love it anymore. Solar. Solar. Energy efficiency. They have, what, 38,380? They have, like, some odd thousands of solar panels. So many solar panels that they are 90% neutral in their energy use. So if that's not enough shout-outs and that's enough reason to get involved with these guys i don't really know what it is chris i got one more what? coffee tastes awesome oh yeah we drink it all the time out of curse brewers that's just like a bonus i guess though yeah i mean if you want good coffee and an awesome if you company, want coffee yeah I mean, it's whatever. and it's not cat and cloud try curtis <laughs> <laughs>